Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here at the Bright Red Desk on the Upper East Side. I just flew in a couple hours ago from my father's memorial service down in St. Petersburg, where we all had a very lovely time. The clan gathered, and as my Aunt Carol said, you know, there's fewer and fewer of these, <laughs> which is true. Um, we're all getting a little older, a little grayer. And so it was really nice to gather with everybody. So we had a lovely memorial service for my dad, um, and it happened to be on my sister's 22nd wedding anniversary. So, you know, those family days are important, and they resonate across time and space. Um, Sensitive points in your chart. So uh, we are forward into Libra this week, and we are going to be working with the relationships in our lives. We finished the work of the harvest and the work of the work, and, you know, because Virgo is all about work, work, work. I mean, we still have a couple planets in Virgo. I don't want you to think you're getting completely off. But Mercury and Venus both shifted out of Virgo into Libra last week. And they're interested in the relating component. You know, they're kind of a now, you know, if you think of the Anima Mundi chart, which is the chart cast for zero Aries, this is fall. And so tomorrow on Monday, the sun goes across the equator. For our friends in the southern hemisphere, their spring begins. For us here in the northern, our fall begins. And in the growing season, this is when we finish the harvesting work on our fields and we go to the farmer's market and we sell our crops and we partner and we relate and we get off the work, work, work mode of Virgo, Virgo and we go into the relate, relate, relate mode. So we're all going to be interested in making new partnerships and new relationships over the next coming weeks. Saturn is going direct. Uh, and this week the um, we have a new moon in Libra in addition to the sun going into Libra, the mo- new moon. And I have a new moon webinar up on my chart, uh, up on my site, so feel free to sign up for it. Um, next weekend the moon's in Libra, and so we have I have about five or six people, I think I'm up to six now, getting married on that day, uh, including my beloved assistant Rachel and Spencer. So they're getting married. Um, and it's a partnership week. It's we're all going to be making our partnerships, working with them, connecting with them, finding them. And this week, of course, Saturn comes to the third and final uh, aspect to the south node. Uh, he's made three this year. And so he's releasing a story, you know, from 29 years. Or if you're doing the Saturn-Pluto conjunction uh, since 1982, fall of 82. So in my case, that was when my mom passed, now my dad's passed. And so that that cycle, the work I had to do as a child, keeping my mother told me to take care of my father. He's not as tough as he looks. Those Aries trick you. Uh, and so, you know, that was my job, and I'm kind of done with that job now. I, You know, we buried him. I gave the eulogy. We moved on. We move on. And now we say, okay, what am I going to partner with next? This week also features uh, Mercury squaring the nodes of fate because it's in Libra, aspecting the Cancer Capricorn nodes, and Venus squaring the nodes of fate at the same time that Saturn dives into it. So it's a very big week for making choices around how we're going to partner, how we're going to proceed, what we're going to do, what we're going to commit to in the next chapter of our life, which is starting now. Saturn went direct last week, and he's saying, okay, we're moving ahead, and he's full steam ahead into Aquarius. He's not stopping. He's not going retrograde until he gets into Aquarius like one degree. And he says, let's get this stuff up. 
he's running through houses 20 to or degrees 13, but the back half of the zodiac 20 to 30, this next patch real quick, and he kind of activates it, wakes it all up. And I sent a newsletter out, a few people wrote, think of the different degrees of the zodiac. When planets go through them, one of the reasons I read the degrees when I do the weekly weather is to say to you, you know, if you have planets between these degrees, the planet in the sky is going to make some kind of aspect to it. Now, some, sometimes it's an easy aspect, sometimes not so easy, but the idea is that... Um, they they connect and uh, you know I was checking my Twitter feed a few minutes ago and apparently you know I program the tweets on Monday I sit down with Rose and I dictate and she types and we send we set them up for the week so this week I had <laughs> it was a Mercury Saturn square which was you know it's over and done and you've you've made your decisions the consequences are in because Saturn's consequences and the decisions been made and apparently that tweet came out right as the guy was let go from the Patriots for uh, alleged rape of a woman. Um, yeah, so, you know, the tweets the tweets are real live, so I encourage you to sign up to my Twitter feed if you don't have it. Those people are like, right, it happened just as the tweet came out. They sent the announcement out on the football game day. What was that, yesterday, Saturday? Um, we were watching the football game, and it was like, ooh, wow, gone, he's done. Um, yeah. So live tweets, live, live action, but this week Mercury comes to the nodes of fate and he says make a choice. Venus comes to the node of fate and the nodes actually say to the planet make a choice. But the planet is aware of the fact that it's making choices. And then, of course, Saturn dives into the south node for the third time because now he's going direct and he will meet the south node again in like 19 years. So this is a big time uh, for you to kind of work with, you know, what you're done with and also to work with what you want to bring in. Um, you know, we've been talking about it, the Neptune-Jupiter square, part three, perfected on Saturday, too. So we had one, two, three. You know, and I always think of that as when I was a little kid, we would hang up by the pool and, you know, it would be one, two, three, and you'd get thrown in the pool kind of thing. You know, you'd hold, or when you were standing there with one of my younger cousins, We'd be swinging them one, two, three, and then throw them in the pool on three. So this is the third. We're going forward now. We're done. We're off to the next chapter. And so this is a big week. Uh, we have a new season beginning. We have a new moon. We have Mercury and Venus making aspects to the nodes of fate, saying pick your pick your direction, make your deals, make your make your relationships, partner consider how you want to connect, relate, and work with the other. And then, of course, Saturn going into the south node is kind of a big letting go energy. Now, that one does often bring in earthquakes. It often brings in people leaving, pretty important people leaving, uh, because the nodes kind of pip, kick it up. And um, and they, it marks endings. It marks, you know, that this story is finished now on some level, and we're ready for a new chapter. So kind of watch in your life where things are leaving. And remember, whenever something leaves, we get new stuff in. We may not notice it because we're focusing on what's going, but in comes the new stuff. And, you know, it was interesting at my dad's memorial, um, uh, my niece had made a really beautiful slideshow of him from all the different, you know, ages. And watching him as a young boy, kind of, you know, through the, you know, me arriving and my siblings arriving and the the middle period of growing up 
and then after my mom passed, him meeting Peggy, and we get this whole new family, and then that 34 years with them, and then the last few years, you know, when he was in a wheelchair and just kind of, you know, leaving, you know, not gone, but not not 100% the guy I remember as a kid who was in Aries with Leo Rising, trust me, <laughs> his favorite song, Mac Davis, So oh Lord, It's Hard to Be Humble, and he was a humble guy, but he also was an Aries, you know. So it's as humble as Aries gets. But in the back half of his life, you know, his son had progressed into cancer, so he was very sentimental. And so watching the arc of his life, and it was interesting, one of the women who, she's really a lovely woman, they've been at that place for six years, you know, she stopped by to um, say so long, she kind of runs the place, and and she was watching the slideshow, and she says, "I always like to see what they what their lives were like when they were younger, because she, of course, only knows them in the old part, right? So it's kind of fascinating to think of it as a uh, as a journey, you know, that we're on this big journey, and uh, that what's ahead, what's behind, what are the choices you're making now about the direction of your life? And of course, fall reminds us that." Everything ends, the leaves fall off the trees, and the growing season finishes. There's a a little touch of cold in the air, although it's been a pretty warm fall so far. But, uh, you know, it it invites us to remember remember our our childhood, our past, the days days of wine and roses, so to speak. Um, So I encourage you this week as the energies shift and as the season changes, Uh, to get in touch with that, you know, to kind of go back through memory lane. Um, So the sun enters Libra at um, 3.51 in the morning on the 23rd. Now, this is when the egg can get balanced, right, on its head, although it's in the middle of the night. So I don't know if you're going to get up, but this is as the sun goes across the equator, uh, we are perfectly balanced. And you can stand an egg on its head, and it'll stand there for a little while, and then it'll slowly tip over. Last year at this time, my friend Pamela was moving to, retiring with her husband to Mexico, and we were having a party at my friend Shirley's house, and we balanced eggs because it happened while we were having dinner at her house. So um, I'm not getting up at 3 in the morning. I've done this egg balancing thing a few times, and there will be daytime egg balancing. But if you're up at 3.51 and you really feel like you want to adjust an egg, and for you West Coast people, it's only 12.51. You know, you can, you can stay up that late, right? So let's talk about the week ahead and how it's going to work and what we're going to do with it and just know really important changes, really important choices we're going to face as part of our journey in this week. Um, so today the moon's in Cancer, and it's in, today the 22nd the moon's in Cancer, and it is uh, rolling through um, Cancer. It goes void tomorrow at 6.05 p.m., and in in the void, it is the void with a sextile to Mars. So that's a great Monday's a great day for getting stuff done. And the sun, as I mentioned, goes into Libra bright and early tonight, 3:51 a.m. So the moon is void uh, Monday night, and then it goes into Leo bright and early Tuesday morning at 5:19 a.m. And it's in Leo Tuesday, Wednesday through 12:14 a.m. Again, these are East Coast, 12:14 p.m. These are East Coast times, and it goes void with a sextile to Mercury. Again, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday morning, great for making deals and negotiating things and getting stuff out the door. And then it's void all night Wednesday night, Wednesday afternoon, and then bright and early 
uh, Thursday morning, it goes into Virgo at 6.37, and it's in Virgo Thursday, Friday, going void at 11.58 p.m., just before midnight, Friday night, the 27th, and it goes void with a conjunction to Mars. Again, a great day for getting a great couple days for getting stuff done. Saturday, bright and early, the moon goes into Libra at 6.03 a.m., and it's in Libra Saturday, Sunday, and it goes void at 10.06 p.m. with a moon conjunct Mercury. Again, a great day for working with the energy productively, and then it goes into Scorpio bright and early next Monday morning, the 30th. So this has got a lot of energy around the forward motion of things. And there's so much energy about moving forward. It's real important. The back half, the week itself is actually a waning moon because the new moon is on Saturday at 2.26 p.m. in the afternoon. It's a new moon in Libra at 5 Libra. So there's a forward motion with the new moon energy. But this is a really great week for getting stuff off your plate, out the door, finished up, accomplished and then making decisions because of the Mercury and the Venus and the Saturn all aspect the nodes and then really starting to implement them after the new moon about the new stuff you want to do. So the busy days this week are Monday. Monday is kind of super busy and Friday is very busy. Wednesday has some choices because we're going to have a Venus square Saturn and a you know that can sometimes be a little bit a little bit harder of a choice to make and then mercury squares pluto around eight o'clock on thursday evening 749 thursday evening which again is a choice but those are kind of the only aspects i'm looking at that are kind of harsh basically this week is really really productive and should get a great deal accomplished um when we look at the Libra ingress of the sun, which is this, you know, tomorrow morning, it's a Leo rising, and the sun has, you know, that mystic rectangle we've been working with for a while up there in the heavens. It continues, uh, and it's mystic rectangle because the moon is going to be in Cancer when the sun goes into Libra. The moon is going to be on the north node, and then uh, Pallas Athena, and Saturn, of course, is on the south node, and the midheaven. And then there's another mystic rectangle with Mars, Pluto, uh, Neptune, Athena, and the node. And then there's another one with Neptune, the moon, the node, Juno, Saturn, Pluto, and the node. And then there's a last one with Athena, Neptune, uh, Lilith, the midheaven, and the node. So, uh, you know, four mystic rectangles, a lot of stuff up there. We also have two grand trines. Um, in the sky, we actually have four grand trines, one with the sun, one with the moon, one with Jupiter, one with Saturn. And so it forms the Star of David uh, that is an earth and water star, which is a star of manifesting. There's also a stretched pentagram in the sky on this uh, Libra ingress. Pentagrams, of course, are working for Venus, which makes sense. This is her month because she's in charge of fall. Um, at least the Libra part of fall. And so there's a lot of energy moving quickly and also a lot of energy in the in the Libra ingress chart for sudden advancement and changing things, like really kind of seeing things and going, okay, time to advance, time to change stuff. So this new moon is pretty powerful, or this Libra ingress, rather, I'm sorry, is very powerful for moving you forward quickly. Okay, so that's another thing. When you have all these aspects and all these planets and cardinal signs, 
and remember part of the mystic rectangle is in cardinal signs, it tends to amp stuff up and move things along more rapidly. The new moon that we have on September 28th at 226 is a lovely moon, and it's born with Saturn and the node rising with a number of planets up in the ninth house around hopes and dreams and the directions where we want to where we want to head and it's got a lot of a lot of energy around honorable acquaintances and making and working with people in a way to make make things work for you in honor so it's a nice moon and uh, the mystic rectangles are starting to break up but there still is one up there and that one is with Neptune and the North Node and uh, Juno and Saturn and Pluto. So that one's a pretty nice one in terms of its creativity and in terms of, you know, it's kind of the last gasps of it. As Juno moves out from Virgo, she's going to release that mystic rectangle. So the mystic rectangle on the weekend on the new moon is all about committing to partnerships and as I mentioned, I've got six people, including my wonderful assistant, Rachel, getting married that day. So it's people really committing to that new level of relationship and partnership and, okay, what's the next direction we're working with? There is a little Bacchus in the sky, you know, so you do want to be conscious of the partnership uh, energy. And there's also a lot of energy around creativity, uh, so it's a nice it's a nice new moon, um, and of course it's got Mercury and Venus running uh, ahead of it, you know, uh, in the sky, and they are, you know, kick, kicking up the energy and saying, okay, let's go forward. And it's not combust, but the Sun and Mars are close to each other, which gives a lot of vibrancy and energy to the new moon because Mars is in Virgo and he's past his opposition to Neptune. So he's kind of in clear sailing sky. So again, a nice new moon. And the degree of the new moon is going to be five Libra. Uh, so if you have planets at five, that new moon is going to activate it. In my case, it happens to be right on my Mercury. And one of the pro- one of the projects we are undertaking here is, you know, getting the classes up and running. So I'm like, well, that's that makes sense. New moon on my Mercury. Time to get those out there. Plus, you know, a recommitment and a rededication to my writing. Um, so this week, the sun uh, is going to go from 29 to 6 Libra. Uh, its big aspect, of course, is the ingress. It also has an opposition to Chiron on the 26th. So that can sometimes be wounds that hurt uh, you or hurt your feelings or things people are saying that aren't necessarily kind. And... Um, I was reading something, you know, you know, the people remember, you know, how you make them feel. And so if you don't make them, if you can choose kindness and, and also just being aware with that energy on the 26th of, of people are kind of a little more contentious, right? So we also have the sun opposite Eris, which is, you know, just what it's doing these days. So there's that that kind of underlying thrum of impatience. But the sun is also contraparallel to Mars on the 28th, suggesting you don't act on it. You don't act on being annoyed. And you kind of, you know, go, you know, actions have consequences. Do I really need to get in this fight? Or maybe you do. I'm not going to say don't. But I'm going to also say, you know, in 10 years, is this really important? And a lot of times, you know, what Libras will do is, you know, preserve the relationship because the relationship does have some value, even if on some level you're kind of finished with it. The sun in conjunct with Uranus gives us a lot of energy around adjustments that we have to make on the 29th and in how we proceed. 
the Mercury this week. Hi, Remo. Uh, I've been away for the weekend, right? So the cats are both like, what do you mean? You're getting on the phone and talking and you're not petting us? So I have a small small little black and white cat here going, pet me, pet me, Mom. Uh, Mercury this week runs from 13 Libra to 23. So he's moving at pretty pretty fast pace, 24 actually, Libra. So everything between 13 and 24 is going to be activated by Mercury in your chart. Mercury is going to come through and he's going to want to talk to those planets. He has a square to Saturn where he says make those choices, figure stuff out. And then he has a square to the nodes of fate where we're making fated choices and really getting an, a new understanding of what we want to proceed and, and how we want to go about it. Mercury also is contraparallel Neptune, which kind of speaks to, you know, really being aware of what your dreams are uh, and maybe kind of saying, okay, okay, not contraparallel, parallel Neptune. I said contra and I didn't mean to. Parallel Neptune, Mercury saying, okay, what are the dreams? Let's work with them. And then he has an inconjunct to Neptune. And sometimes, you know, we make a dream and it's great. And we get it, and we go, that was that was good, but I want to kind of adjust it or change it maybe a little bit from from what showed up into something else. So this is a week to tweak. Mercury also is sextile Jupiter, which is kind of an exuberant abundance energy. And that happens on the 24th, and he also has a square to Pluto. Um, so he is working collaboratively with the dreams, but he's also looking and saying, you know, what dynamics around partnerships need to be changed so that we can move forward. And that takes place on the 26th. Um, and then the rest of the week is very good for Mercury. He's in a lot of very chirpy little aspects as he runs between 20 and 24, where he's kind of working with stuff and helping you see things, although he is in a little bit of a mood to, to uh, slap somebody on the 29th. But that's really more... Um, uh, you know, often more of a reaction to someone being mean and kind of going, really, you need to do that? That's not necessary. Uh, Venus this week uh, goes from 10 Libra to 18 and a half. So she and Mercury are kind of traveling together as a team. So even though um, they had their union already, we've we've now we're now moving forward with them. Uh, together. So Mercury kind of gets there and he tells you something and then Venus comes along and she says hi. So kind of think of it as one, two, right? So whatever Mercury brings in, Venus Venus compliments. So the stuff he does with the nodes of fate on the 22nd, Venus says, okay, it's the 25th. I'm at the nodes of fate and I'm squaring Saturn. That's Wednesday. I need you to pick. I need you to make some decisions here. So kind of think of them as working in team. Mercury alerts you that something's coming. Venus says it's here. What are you going to do about it? And so they kind of are working as in tag team form. Venus has a sextile to series on the 24th, encouraging some new creative project and a lot of energy around changing her nest or her home or, you know, what what her household environment or how she's nurtured. And this can be food, this can be housing, but what she's trying to do is settle in and get some stuff up and running so that it supports her not having to search for things. Uh, she also is finishing up a relationship or letting go of one on the 25th because she's contraparallel both Juno and Chiron. And a lot of times when I see that, when Venus, you know, sometimes we outgrow our people or sometimes they outgrow us. And it doesn't mean you don't care. It just means you don't really want to anymore. 
So it's kind of that energy. It doesn't have to be harsh, but it is a stepping away. And then when Venus aspects Saturn in the nodes, it kind of kicks us into this new place where we're making choices about our relationships, but based on stuff that happened on the 22nd. Then Venus is also in conjunct Neptune and in an in interesting aspect to the marriage planet on the 26th and the 27th. So there can be a little bit of a um, little bit of under trying to understand, like, well, how does this actually help me uh, make my dream come true? Because Venus, of course, is on the sign of partnership, and what what adjustments need to be made to get there. And then there's a lovely sextile to Neptune, which kind of pushes Venus sextile Neptune on the 28th. Again, that's just a really great day to partner. The goddess of love is sextiling the goddess, the god of expansion and abundance and new stuff. And one of the things I was doing this week while I was down in the memorial service was I was reading, you know, the a um, uh, uh, book. Um, I'm going to blank on her name, Madeline. It's the Song of Achilles. And it, she kind of reshaped the, um, rewrote the myth of Helen of Troy and the pursuit of love. And so it's, you know, it's kind of, this is, a, this is our understanding and working with the goddess of love and the, the, the invitation that we have. And that's going to be the 28th and the 29th. Uh, understanding that that's an important component. Mars this week, not going too fast, going from 24 to 28, four degrees, about a degree every two days. Uh, but he does aspect he does aspect the, the note of fate on the 27th, and he invites us into um, kind of uh, really working with our partnering with our fate. Now remember, Mercury and Venus are making choices. Mars is quiet. He's kind of watching, and he's looking to see what they're doing. He does have an adjusting energy on the 24th where he kind of has to adjust things, and that's about 4 o'clock on the 24th, and unfortunately that one often shows up as a shooting. And So, you know, just kind of if you hear bullets fly at 4 o'clock, 3.50 on the 24th, um, that's the Mars in conjunct Eris. But the back half of the week is nice. And Saturn, of course, is trying to Juno, the plan to partnership and relationship on the 24th. So he's really working, looking for commitment to the area that he wants to work on, and he's going direct, and he, he's kind of back looking at the stuff from January that you were working on that maybe stalled a little when we got to Taurus time in May. And now he's saying full steam ahead. And he hits the nodes of fate on September 28th. And, of course, as I mentioned, I have people getting married that day. And Saturn coming to the node of fate says you're meeting your fate. You're saying this is my fate. I'm committing to my partnership, my relationship, my connection, my new thing. So as Saturn hits that node on the 28th, recognize whatever you're committing to that day, Mercury and Venus are going to encourage you the week ahead to come up with it, uh, but Saturn says it's in and done, and it's the third of three passes, and he doesn't meet the nodes for another 19 years. One of the things that happened um, when, after my dad died, was about a week later, my mother's best friend died, and my mother, her name was Bernie Foley, and she lived in Rochester, Bernadine Trombetta Foley. Um, Bernadine Foley Trombetta. She was a Foley. And she and my mother were best friends in nursing school. And she went off and traveled the world and did all these things and um, came back to Rochester Christmas 
1967, and she and my mom picked up their friendship again. And like that year, she met and married George, and they were married for 19 years, and he came flying in. Uh, and so when I see that, I thought, oh, that was Saturn on the node. And so we're having that this week, uh, Saturn hitting that node, which is setting up a big 19-year story. So you do want to be kind of clear about what that story is as it arrives in your life because Saturn and the node don't meet that often, right? Um, but they meet this week on the 28th, right? That's kind of cool. Um, a, a Juno is biquintile, the series, so that has a very strong energy around how we create things. And we also have Chiron, I'm sorry, Vesta this week stationing at 27 Taurus to go retrograde. And she does have some health stuff, so we do want to kind of pay attention to health things. Now, Vesta with health things tends to be, you know, you find mold or you find, because uh, it's the house planet, right? You tend to find something that, oh, that's what's going on. Uh, so earlier when I was preparing this, there was a thing on Jimmy Kimmel where the guy, Guermo had a rash, right? <laughs> and it's, you know, it's kind of like that. You know, it's like maybe some soap, maybe some something did it. We also have Juno uh, partnering with the Nodes of Fate on the 30th. And we have, uh, I'm sorry, Juno partnering with the Nodes of Fate on the 25th. And Athena partnering with the Nodes of Fate on the 30th. So there's a lot of forward motion energy, full steam ahead. And we do have Ceres, which is great for starting diets or working with health plans, having an adjusting aspect on the 29th. So it's a big, busy, fun, happy, should be pretty good, except for that mars Arison conjunct, which is not huge, but, I mean, compared to all the other stuff. But Saturn hitting the nodes is always a big deal, and that's going to happen on Saturday, and that is the next 19 years of your life. So pay attention to what you commit to, and could be longer. doesn't have to be shorter, but could be longer, um, but it's a big deal. It's a big deal. You're committing to your new structures. So forward you go. Have a great week. This is Ann Ortley signing off from the Bright Red Desk, and I'm going to go play with my cats now. Take care and have a great week. Bye.